You're going to get into, out the game what you put into it, Shelley. Mm-hmm. And I put everything into it I could and still do for the people and for the people that I was playing for and the people that I was manager for. I didn't cheat them out of anything. So I put all my heart and soul to the extent that my family suffered. Do you yeah. regret that at all? Oh, yeah, I regret, oh, I regret it very much, yeah. Somebody said the football's a matter of life and death to you. I said, listen, it's more important than that. You are listening to Man Marking, the podcast that uses football as a vehicle to encourage men to become more comfortable talking about their mental health. Welcome to the Friday Football Show, a little bit later than usual. My name is Dan Reed. today is Friday the 19th of November, and as I'm sure you all witnessed during Prime Minister's questions in the House of Commons this week, the Right Honourable Sir Lindsay Hoyle gave the Prime Minister Boris Johnson, give him a dressing down for failing to abide by the rules of the House, a bumbling fool put in his place for all to see. Now, with that in mind, let's say hello to Ryan and to Ant, who joined me today. How are we, boys? Order. <laughs> Order. <laughs> how are we? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad. How do you um, How do you think we're doing in the old House of Commons? Just it'd be problematic for a few people, I think. I'd, I'd bottle it. I reckon I'd have a really good something to say and just not put me on. Yeah. I, I, you'd have to get used like, to oh, I should have said it. That was my chance. <laughs> you'd have to get used to doing that. And like, someone else would say, like, oh, but I was thinking of that. <laughs> 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 and that thing they do with a thumb where they don't point at people and go, yeah. yeah. Like that. I, but I'd probably end up doing what that Labour woman did and just start calling everyone scum or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Wouldn't end well. Uh, Angela Rayner. Yeah, that's the one. That wasn't in the House of Commons, though. That was at the Labour Party conference. Oh, that's fine. And she was pissed up. <laughs> Caught on a hot mic. Oh, that'll, that'll definitely be me. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like something you'd do. Yeah. How are we anyway, chaps? Are we okay? Ryan, you're okay, aren't you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And you're okay? I'm very good, yeah. Recording yeah. 24 hours late. Why, Dan? Uh, scheduling issues, I think. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the box of recording equipment at my work. Yeah. We did consider just running around the country shouting our thoughts. Yeah, we did. In the postcodes where we're popular. But yeah. We'd have to travel to Australia and to uh, parts of the United States, mm. Kenya. Mm, there's a listener in India as well. There's a listener who'd have to go to India. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you two didn't want to, didn't have the commitment. No. <laughs> I didn't even want to go to the Zach- Zachary. Yeah. Like well, for Zachary. Um, right. Let's get on with some football then. The listeners have been patient with us. They've given us some of their time today. So let's get on to some football. I'm going to come to you, Ant, first. You know the score. I'm on something you enjoyed this week from the world of football and also something you didn't enjoy. Yeah. Which one are you going to go with uh, first? I like seeing the demons of 1993 banished. Banished well and truly by England. What demons were they? When they didn't qualify for the World Cup because they conceded a goal to San Marino. Oh, is that what happened? And only won 8-1, yeah. Only 8-1? Yeah. Is that, didn't they concede in like the first minute or something? Yeah, Stuart Pearce didn't have his foot on his moment. Um, oh. But yeah... That was um, that was what I enjoyed. Just smashed them, brought up the conversation. Rightly so. Again, should they be here? No. No. Are they going to be here? Yeah, because it's fun. Somebody I was listening to made. In fact, I'm not even going to go into the whole pre-qualifiers thing. It's been done to death. Boring. Uh, anything else to say on the on the ten nil? Nah, it's just better than them, aren't they? <clears throat> I haven't even seen it. No, me neither. No. Just, just, just better than them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all we have to say. I always think about that, and then think about the time that James Alarby scored five goals in a preseason friendly, and think, 
Yeah, level. What did Kane get? Seven and two. Mm. E- well, I don't know. Yeah, sorry. he got a hard second. Seven and two. He kicked it in the goal against some people who just shouldn't be on the pitch against them. But that took him to forty-seven, so he's close to Rooney's record, isn't he? Mm. <laughs> to be fair, there's, there's, it's been a difficult week for Wayne, and I, for one, you know, when Wayne's hurt, I'm hurt. You know like, that that's yeah, that's yeah. what it's all about. No, um, and and so when I when I look at that and I think, yes, Harry Kane maybe coming up, you know, to take the record. You know, it's probably an inevitability at this point. But I think in the hearts and the minds of of English folk, of English footballing fans. Rooney will always be the true, the true one. You know what I mean for all of us. Well, he was part of the golden generation. I mean. well, I've seen it, a lot yeah. of that this week on social media about Rooney. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just different. Good to have more those. relatable Rooney, wasn't he? It was like you know. it's great. Any pissed up at weddings, selfies with people. Well, it's great. Not, not that bit. I meant like I like sixteen going home, playing with Everton, still, kicking a ball against the wall, spot against the wall, or whatever. That's it. And that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, what didn't you like this weekend? Uh, that Bradford and Exeter FA Cup. So oh, farcical that one! Absolutely it? ridiculous. Do you want to explain it for anyone who doesn't know? So, Exeter beat Bradford three 0 Yeah, you know, dumped them out. Dumped them out. Yeah, and they were allowed to use one too many substitutions. I think you're allowed to use five. They use six, and they use six. I mean, there was a fourth official there. There was a referee there. There was an assistant linesman. Isn't the fourth official meant to be making a note of these things? Probably. Probably someone has. Isn't that what they're for? Uh, I, I think they're just a sounding board for shit decisions, aren't they? <laughs> just a big tag. They're just a big tag hewer, uh, hoyer hewer, <laughs> advert, aren't they? I'm led to believe that that is a watchmaker. Yeah. Was it was Hubler? No, was that just Champions ta- League? I don't know. I don't think there's one on the on the FA Cup, but yeah. Ridiculous. Um, and the, the go idea- on, you haven't finished the story. We got halfway through a story then got distracted by tag hewer. Sorry, but, but yeah. So, and then it was like, they've got to replay it. Got to replay the game. Beat three 0 Does anyone want that? No. And sure Bradford had a player sent off. Couldn't um, couldn't Bradford just go? Do we have to do this? Well, no, because there's money involved, isn't there? You you want you want to go through. It's really valuable being in the FA Cup. But, like, but yeah, but the next round. Considering it, it, I know it's a long journey, but considering Bradford are a big club, they only took about sixty fans on a Tuesday night. See, no one cares. Exeter, so. Not Obviously, I'm sure they'll care if they go through, but to them, two promotion chasing clubs is just another game. I know. Well, I also thought our club obviously was involved many years ago in a bit of a it FA does. Cup player scandal. Yeah, we got away with that, didn't we? But that's what I mean. Yeah. Because be- we won. That's right. I mean, it's, I mean yeah, but all so right, if, the, if the substitute comes on and, and scores the goal late on, yeah, fair enough. You're 3 0 down. I know. It's right. weird, isn't it? It's odd. So, that, all- yeah, that annoyed me because it's just silly. Yeah, with a pack schedule. Yeah. Unnecessary. Ryan? What I liked. Whatever, mate. Um, I'm easy. Easy to stick on the international scene since it was International Week. Um, Mitrovic's celebrations. Oh, yeah. Serbia. I mean, first and foremost, Serbia winning that group is quite impressive because they've kind of let themselves down the last few years, I think, with the performances they had. They're a good side. They've been... They're, 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 Someone who was more learned than I about Serbian international football. I was listening to them on a podcast recently, and uh, they were saying that the Serbia team of your Nemanja Matiches, yeah, there's been like a crossover into this newer team, which obviously includes Mitrovic. There's um, is it Vlahic or the guy, the other lad up front who's yeah, he's very quite good? Short after, isn't he? And they were saying like in other 
campaigns they've been too old and now they're uh, they were too young yeah. and now they're coming into now the right age right. yeah because I think they had more players of note in previous years and they went to the tournament didn't they but I think they did really poorly but to win that group with Portugal oh, yeah. uh, and then the scenes so Mitrovic has come out in what I could only describe as his undies to you two on, on WhatsApp. <laughs> I don't know if they were just short shorts, like cycling shorts. No, they're probably his undies and now. And what strong. looks like a very intentional bottle of Coke. And I think that's after Ronaldo's moving of the Coke. Oh, that's uh, that's, 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 that's So excellent. someone's handed that's... him a, a bottle of Coke. He's ran out in his undies and there's like a section of Serbia fans <laughs> in the top of the stadium. <laughs> and he's just bouncing up and down in front of this spot. I hope he didn't open the Coke. Well, I was going to say, be fizzy. Yeah. But um, yeah, oh, just flat. and do you know what that? Well, it depends how quickly after the bouncing that he opened the the coke. Mm, we true. we talk about last thing you want is coke on a bare chest. That's going to be sticky. I'm sure he's getting the showers shortly, but um, well, you never know. No, yeah, showers with the fellas, spread the coke around. Yeah, we're... Right? <laughs> but you talk we, about, yeah, we know about uh, your antics. I'm fucking off the guitar, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. You, go talk, on, you talk about like a lot of talk this week. Oh, what's the point in playing San Marino's and all that? But. It's great to see when you see a country that's probably not had much sporting success do something that means a lot to them. And especially there's been so much turmoil in that part of the world. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're almost new footballing nations in a, in a mm. sense since, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. since the split up of Yugoslavia. So just to, for, for a lot of them young people there, it's like first time representing the country yeah. and stuff. There's a lot yeah. of pride It'd in be that. a big, big moment for them, a- won't it? Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, did it, did it, they, I watched that, 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 that match and I was very much looking forward to it because I thought, oh, this is a tasty affair. And you also know with Portugal, you were kind of like, they're a team where, despite the fact that they just have so many good players, you think, they're there for the taking. There's just something about them where you think they're just there for the taking. And Serbia just went at them for the whole game. They were the massively the better team and fully deserved to win. Yeah. Can I just say, sorry, I wanted one more point on that San Marino thing. Because obviously you were just talking about qualifying and what you need to, to go through and stuff. England needed a point. Imagine how impressive it would be to get nil, a nil. point against San Marino. You'd have to keep the ball for the whole <laughs> game, wouldn't you? You have to do that thing you do on FIFA, you know, when you're beating someone, you're like, I'm just going to pass the ball around for but the they, whole game now. But they quit and then you'd get a 3-0 anyway. You'd be fuming. Yeah. 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 Somebody would say in the controller off. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> off then. <laughs> um, what didn't you like, Ryan? This is just a little shitty thing. I forgot my original thing I didn't like because it was days ago. But I saw, staying with the international teams, Belgium are still number one ranked team in the world. And I just... They've got Dedrick Boyata at centre-half. They've been number one ranked team for like 18 years. (laughs) But they've never won anything. Italy are sixth or something, I might, but they've just won a major tournament. I know. Yeah, but those those FIFA and UEFA world rankings are kind of pointless. They are pointless, but it's like, Why? Why are they the best? Why even have rankings? Then <laughs> I know you've got to because you see the team and stuff. But where are England? I don't. We were fourth, I believe. Fourth, third or fourth, yeah. I presume France and Second. Belgium. So Belgium, France. I want to say who just. I think maybe Argentina because just won the Copa America. Then was. Then did, I, I might, did they I play that again? Wrong, did they? I forgot to play that uh, tournament. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I just, I was, fucking years. It was it's the only sport in the world where you can be ranked number one team and not never have win anything, won anything no, yeah. ever. <laughs> 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 like, I'm the champion boxer. Who'd you beat? I uh, beat the fellow in twelve. Oh uh, yeah, how come they give you the belt? Just, well, I, I beat two, I beat everyone who's twelve <laughs> every year, so they just give it me for a laugh, innit? 
So yeah, but glad it's over. Back to the, the <laughs> glad it's over. <laughs> back to the Premier League and the. That was brilliant. That I'm glad things. it's over. It's like when uh, it's like when uh, at Christmas when like you're waving your family out the door. I mean, that was fun. Fucking, are they gone yet? Have they fucking? Do you know what I mean? I think it's just one of those. You know what I mean? No, there's been so many international breaks this season. We had one like about three weeks ago, every and week. I said then, have we got another one? Yeah, I couldn't believe it then. Imagine me now. <laughs> couldn't believe it this week. Wait till next year. This oh. time next year, we we'll be preparing for a World Cup. Yeah, I'm not putting the Christmas decks up with your know. England button. Oh, <laughs> cannot wait. Yeah, Emma Bunton. <laughs> cannot wait. Um, why do you have whiskey baubles <laughs> on your Christmas tree? <laughs> 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 why have you sprayed the Christmas tree red and white? No, no reason, though. <laughs> um, why have we got the festive pack of Carlin in here? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that, that's any time of the year for you, isn't oh, it? Of course, there's always a festive moment when that comes. Well, to be sold separately, Carlin, in your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but look, they're all separate. <laughs> um, I liked this week. I was I was telling you boys about this Forget yesterday, actually. Uh, well, I, last time I just said I couldn't be fucking bothered with it. But I, I can be bothered this week. Oh, okay, that's nice. That's nice of me, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. Um, I was quite uh, interested in watching some of the footage of Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed just how terrifying that man is. The intensity. Like, he, 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 we were on what, the... What, what's giving you this impression? Is it when he went, do I look unsettled? <laughs> do I look like I'm not happy? It's not Don't a, ask silly questions. It's not even that, mate. Someone, I was watching this thing, so he's on YouTube. I'll tweet the link out on the, on the, on the Twitter. At Mark and underscore man. Plug. Yeah. That's how the pros do it. And um, and someone asked him a question, you know, just like, a, a, you know, how, how would you plan to, you know, you know, Villa have been conceding goals, you know, something like that. And he just stared at it for ages. <laughs> you know, I was just like, fuck. I, I, was, I was like at home, safe. The door was locked. And I still was like, I'm fucking really scared. Like, I'd text my dad. I said, why is Gerard so scary? I like it, me. I no, think, I like I think, it as well. I think the but, um, buy into it. Yeah. Remember the Jordan Rossiter one? That's, that's uh, not for you, though. That's for me. That's for me. I'll answer that's that. not for yeah, him. Yeah, it was so good. I thought you were saying that to me then. I was like, yeah, it's, it's believable, isn't it? Maybe it's the accent. Uh, or the moustache. Oh, you mean me? Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Well, not Gerard. Hmm. Although How do you think he'll do it, Villa, then? I think he'll... Yeah, that, I... As well as he can do... If you know what I mean, like well, he's not going to go and win the league, but he'll might get them to that next step that Dean Smith couldn't. I um I can fully believe that he will be a really good manager, like at that level. Like I can fully believe that to be a thing that will happen because he was talking about how one of the things he said in the interview I thought was really interesting was he was essentially saying like you know I've taken things from managers I worked with, I've taken things from managers that I've, I've you know worked against essentially. And, and none of them have been Roy Hodgson. And none of them were Roy Hodgson. Um, and then he, and he was all saying, but you know, I've got to find my own way of doing it. I've got to find my own personality about it. And he does this. He has um, the manager uh, Beale. Is it Michael Beale? It is Michael Beale. He does a lot of the tactical work. Gary Mack does a lot of the liaison with the players kind of work. And Gerard's kind of there to to crack the whip yeah. when when it's when people aren't hitting standards. And it reminded me a bit of Ferguson. I was just going like, to say to you, I think he's Ferguson. I I felt like that's if so and I, when I watch Gerard, I think that's who you're. That's who you're. That's what you're doing. Here. You're oh, doing no. Ferguson. That's oh, what you're doing. People are just going to be like fuming at you too. Yeah. No, but that, no, but <laughs> no, obviously I'm not Ger- comparing him to Ferguson. I, I swear, in I've, the mold of. I swear, I've read things where Gerard and Ferguson have both said 
very mutual respect. Then. Yeah, very respectful things about one another. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, definitely. And I can 100%, 100% see that, you know, that's the type of character that he, that he would... I mean, it seems like a, an obvious thing to say, but I mean, just in his approach, he's got that that intensity where you think, I just really don't want to get on the wrong side of you. Gary Mack's been there before, hasn't he? Yeah, Villa, yeah. He yeah. was Gerard Houllier's assistant, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Though. Michael Beals had a very interesting career. Well, he's been put forward for some managerial roles, apparently, he, as well. Wasn't he uh, Corinthians or so? He went to Brazil at one Bro- point to manage the team over there. Brother V and Beal? No, no. That's what, I, that's what I didn't like this week. Mm. Yeah, just what Pops just said right there. I didn't then. like this year. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um... That's yeah, the nice. thing I didn't like this week uh, was that Leicester Chelsea is on BT Sport and I don't have BT Sport. Oh, okay. That was it. It's annoying. Oh, what me. time's that on? Half 12 tomorrow. You want him to come round or? Can do if you want. Yeah. The other crazy. thing I didn't like was Michael Owen being a fucking moany bastard again. What's he done? What now? did he do? Oh, he was moaning about international football. Ah. Oh, I just, I don't really think about it. He, he was more of an England player than he was on the football. He's just one. fucking miserable, him, you know. He's the most miserable fucking bastard ever. I hate him. He's alright, Mike. No, he's not. He's, all he's right. fucking horrible. He's, he's okay. Like, he's like a cuddly teddy bear. Like, when he was saying, like, he finds international football boring, I was like, yeah, but, Michael, you find every film that's ever been made boring, so yeah. your opinion is out of the window that's immediately. Weird, Michael, do you fancy watching Pulp Fiction? Oh, no, I just don't see the point in movies. <laughs> fucking boring. <laughs> Fuck off you. Just go and fucking stroke a horse, you gimp. Do you reckon he does on the weekend just sort of CDs out or I, something? I no, he doesn't have any CDs because he fucking he hates these. Oh, I don't get the point of music. Just watches horses. I just fucking, oh. Anyway, it's probably about time we, we wrapped up part one and then moved yeah, on to... Yeah, we'll, we'll calm you down. Yeah. Um, I, need, I, I need a little, you know... Pat on the back, a glass of water in the break. Give you, give you a little sugar cube. Sugar yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll all be fine. Um, yeah, we're gonna sugar we're gonna cube. we're gonna break and then we'll be back in uh, in part two with our notable news stories of the week. See you shortly. My name's Luke Chadwick. Welcome to Man Marking. We're asking, where's the talking lads? Welcome back to part two, chaps. I wanted to start us with. I'm going to say there's been a, there's been a lot of interest in international games this week, but the game of the week for me was at Edgley Park. One we the, all watched it. Ryan, you called it a throwback. One of the best games I've watched in a while. Yeah, it was mad. And to be honest, what made it good was Bolton's goals because I think there was only one good. There was only one team in it, and I think if they didn't go into a random two-goal lead mm. early doors, they would have just ran away with it. They the got stuff smashed, up. wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't think Josh Sheenan coming off helped at all because mm. they had no control of the ball. But Stockport were brilliant. Atmosphere was good. The players were up for it, and it, it was a throwback. It was that kind of. Yeah. We're just going to throw everything at it. We're going to be vulnerable at the back ourselves. We're going to look good going forward to score five goals for a non-league club against a League One team. Impressive. It very much st- spoke to me of a <clears> team who goes, yeah, we're as good as these. Yeah. There was, like, oh, there's there was nothing no to fear, fear. Yeah. There was no fear. If anything, there was, there was a confidence there. It was, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to beat these here. Yeah, these don't want it. And, and it would have been easier, 3-1. To have just washed your heads and gone, or oh, just sitting this, we don't want to get beat five or six in front yeah. of a sellout. Went, Fuck it, we can win this. Yeah, just piling to them. don't do that. We're like, nah, give us the seven. Give us the seven, we'll take seven. <laughs> we'll learn from the seven. Yeah. <laughs> Although we didn't. Oh, yeah, we did. It was six to four, didn't it? Getting it down. Keep Can't wait to play Gerard's Villa this year. And it's five. Fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Keep hey. going. It's improvement. Yeah. It's improvement. I mean, there's aggregated marginal gains. Everyone keeps talking about it. 
you know, we did, Mickey's just applying it. It's the the formula. You know what was more impressive though? The fact that Challenger's only just arrived. Yeah. It's like, see, it felt like he'd been there for ages. Exactly, he felt like yeah, it, I was watching it and I was like, he's only been there half an hour. He yeah. does very much look like a stockboard manager, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he's the archetypal stockboard manager. Like, but played for them as well. He did, helps. yeah. As uh, John Broom put it, a uh, long throw of the dice. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it was. <clears> I think your point round about it being a throwback was was a very good point. And I think after we've watched international football. Which can sometimes be a little bit formulaic in the whoa, way that it's whoa, way that whoa. it's played. Formulaic, it's a ten 0 win. What's formulaic about that? What England batter in San Marino? Nothing formulaic about that, Paul. Um, Hard work and effort's gone into that. All right. <laughs> you fucking start going on about the empire again. Um, oh please! But you but you'd look at that FA Cup game and you think that's just one of them them evenings where even before it started you just thought it's in the air. It's on this. It stinks of it. Mm. It stinks. Stinks of Bovril, and it stinks of upsets, and that. And we got. I, I, well, I'm presuming the bumper crowd at Edgley Park got a bit of both. To be fair, as well, it, it's, it's not. It's, it's not another good. justification for replays. Yeah. Um, which comes up every year, but look, I mean, that's a massive memory for. There was a load of young lads in the crowd celebrating. You think? It was a child swearing at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> someone said something like <laughs> reaction to wearing a perm in like 2021 <laughs> but no it was brilliant mate it was brilliant and uh, do we know who they've got in the next round Rotherham away not a not a bad fixture yeah. again uh, will feel winnable nice away end for them yeah I'm sure they'll take a few it's, oh they'll feel it they'll yeah. feel that away end yeah I think uh, Alex Scott was like and Stockwater off to New York <laughs> stadium the, <laughs> the big <laughs> apple uh, in Rotherham uh, yeah um Anton Sarsovic, amazing. He enjoyed it. Oh, got I mean, some players, haven't they? Yeah, but he, I mean, <laughs> he literally ran the length of that touchline to go and join in with. I think it was the yeah. fifth goal. Where did the corner flag go? Don't know, but that was amazing. Someone's garden now. Isn't Proper it? like <laughs> massive dig, isn't it? Yeah. From him, it's like, oh, you let me go. There you go. I'm gonna go pile in on this. It's class because, like, y- you look at someone like a club like Bolton, and you think. They, they, in you know, Tramia rivalries aside, they've they've been through the ringer like as a as a club. It's been an absolute shit show there, as bad as like any of those sorts of clubs have, have had it. They've done really well to have gotten promoted last year. They seem to be moving in the right direction. They're not doing too badly in in League One this yeah. season. They got a you know they got a decent side, and then they just get absolutely battered by Stockport, and everyone's going. Bolton get battered <laughs> everywhere you go. <laughs> I was just like, on the telly, on the beeb as well. Looked miserable at a way end as well. <laughs> Do you know what I think about it though? It, you knew it was coming. Yeah, I know. When it got to 3-2, you knew it was coming. <laughs> and that was the thing, you could just watch the, you've been in that position before when yeah. the home team's on top. Yeah, there's not nothing You've been in a way end with no roof, and you can't make any noise and it's freezing and you're just like, just waiting. Yeah. Just waiting for the but, moment I hear the home and go, that, yeah. It's only Monday. That yeah. that last period of extra time, though, Bolton really didn't do. They had a couple of chances that flashed a little bit, like flashed a few balls in the box. He didn't really do any. Looked no. like they know what knew what to do. And they were getting out. Looked a bit shell shocked, didn't they? Went to a back three and, though, didn't he, to try and match them? You're, like, you're two divisions above them. There was a really weird thing that was going on. It was um, Martin Keown was on Cocoms, wasn't he? He was loving it. I mean, how'd you like to say have ever seen Keown? Well, they were talking about the who, who's the centre half of Bolton. The oh, Ricardo Santos. Yeah. Santos. Good play, him. But they were going on, he's a pitcher of calm, he's been a pitcher of calm tonight. They conceded five goals. 
How calm? He need, a, maybe he needs to be less calm. He looked like he was that. defending by himself at times. Yeah, though. he really did. <laughs> but oh, he was I getting say, Paddy Madden was like a man possessed. He was Paddy Madden spent the whole game going, "I'm gonna get this fella to bite at some point. At some point he'll bite." Yeah. I couldn't understand that you managed to that quickly, or the, just any striker have that much space for yeah. that fourth goal to get in between you. And you said they went to a back three. Well, I don't know where they went. Like yeah. to be fair, they just let him go through. It's like it's a good ball. Yeah, Come it on. was. It, it it was. There's nothing more than straight. Yeah, the last one as well was just scenes on it when he goes through and you're just like, he's Defo scoring yeah. here. Like whatever happens, he's gonna score and it's gonna go absolutely mental. <laughs> but if he's either gonna score, he's gonna get really tired and fall over himself oh, in yeah. some comical way. Yeah, <laughs> or just boot it over the standards yeah. as he could be your Jeff A style. <laughs> oh, by the way, just before we move on as well, he didn't get on the pitch, but Connor Jennings was on the bench. Yes, very and, well uh, remembered, Ryan. We brought this up the other week when he was back in training. So great to see him. Amazing. Unfortunately, he couldn't get on the pitch, but it's I a th- start. So. Do you think it was probably a, a more of a token thing that he was on the bench? Because he's literally only just started training I, again. I th- yeah, I think like, if, like if a, you're 3-0 like down, you might come on, but it was too high tense. It was too high intensity, wasn't it? It was so pressured. He, like, have, that, coming on in that game would have been so hard. The thing is, as well, watching it, I was like, this is a proper Conor Jennings game, no? You know, yeah. he's a full tilt, because he's one of those people oh, who just thrives off a, off a game yeah. like that, because he's so fit, like, to keep, like, you know, just keep mm. powering through. Mm. Yeah, but I, w- I was buzzing to see him. I said that I was watching it with um, with Soph, and Soph was like, who are they talking about there? Because they said, they, they started talking about it, didn't they? And I said, that's Connor Jennings. And I said, what does Connor Jennings do? And she just looked at me and went, he never gives the ball away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. There were there were some scenes in the uh, in the African qualifying as well, weren't there, Ant? Yeah, yeah, there's there's a bit of fall. You're going to tell us what happened. I am, um, there's a bit of fall. Good, that, Dan. You uh, like that? Yeah, like so, that right. so South Africa played Ghana in a really... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, sorry. Uh, Ryan, did you like that? What did you say? I said, Ant's going to tell us what happened. So what, what happened, Dan? <laughs> I did that for you. No, I meant it before, <laughs> Thanks, mate, cheers. Sorry. You yeah, can so, continue now. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, no, South Africa <laughs> played Ghana in a really, um, really important qualifier. It was? Um, you know, basically winner. When it takes all, when it takes it? all, and uh, it was decided. I mean, I've seen the penalty. <coughs> it was decided by uh, I don't know a strong gust of wind. Daniel Amati. Yeah, bro- he well, fell over. Yeah, he just fell. He just chucked himself to the floor, and a penalty has been given. Now that happens. It does. It does happen. Look, I mean, we've seen it plenty of times. Many players have, have done it and got penalties. English commentators have wanted our our beloved England team to do exactly the same thing. Although when we don't do- like to see it. Although when it does happen, most of Scotland kicks off and does a big thread about 72 tweets. And That's goes, it, at Ant Olsen. Yeah, go on, that's have it. That's fine. <laughs> Let's that's, have it. That tweet was ridiculous. We ever did that. An absolute waste of time. Anyway. Oh, that was, I forgot about that. Yeah, do you remember? That was weird, wasn't it? Oh, 72 reasons why England shouldn't have got where they got. And he was just annoyed that Sterling fell over. And that was definitely a penalty as well, by the way. Anyway, anyway go on. Yeah, Sony. So, um, South Africa have come out and basically claimed match fixing. Um, the, the the statement by South Africa is extraordinary. The one the by, Ghana by Ghana is amazing. even more extraordinary. Oh, my God. So, so, basically, South Africa have come out and made all these claims. Like they had to travel like nine hours or something yeah. to the game. The match fiction's taking place. And, and, and got, on that, did you see the Ghana response? Put it in Google Maps. <laughs> they literally said, just put it in Google. It's like two hours. Put two it in hours. Go- That's basically what I said. Put it in Google Maps. <laughs> it feels like when we're arguing about how far away that Morecambe is and people are screenshotting Google Maps. <laughs> they, basi- in the group. they basically attack this statement that South Africa have made and gone, look, this is ridiculous. They called it baseless comments. Yeah. Big, strong words. Obviously, it got a big lawyer involved. And then just in the a middle... A big of, lawyer? In the middle of it... <laughs> 
In the middle of it, there is well, the big ones are the best. Giant lawyer. <laughs> in the middle, can't get in the courtroom. I'll do it from out here. In the middle of it, there's a um, there's a bit where they just reel off their pedigree of how well they've done in World Cup. Oh yeah, I know. We've got to the quarterfinals. <laughs> we've done this. Yeah. We've done that. And you're like, we're the only um, we're wow. the only African nation to win the under 19s championships or something like that. Oh. We remain the only African nation or something. Just amazing. And and basically the fallout is that there's a big petition going around. It hasn't really come to it. What 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 is South Africa expecting to be done here? So there's precedent for this because I think Senegal played South Africa <laughs> in the <laughs> in the 2018 uh, qualifiers, and um, that match got replayed. Due to Max Fiction, did it? Yeah, and that's why Senegal managed to go through. So, they, so this has happened, right? Right. So, was South but, Africa involved in the match fixing in that one? I don't know if it, I, I, I haven't read the full details, but that's what I read when I was going through reading on BBC because it, it didn't even come up on the BBC when I was looking at it. It came up through my Facebook feed, and it was like, "Oh, this is what you might like." I was like, oh, "Yeah, a bloody do, yeah." yeah thank you very amazing. much. I'll pop that on the show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's quite rife match. Match fiction is quite rife anyway. And I've got a bit of a list of like famous match fixing scandals, basically. Go on. Um, one of a couple I've got. Um, I've only got two. Not a laughing <laughs> matter, this, Ant. Bringing the game into disrepute. Um, Crem- Cremonese versus uh, Paganese in the Italian league. Yeah. Um, there's a match fixing scandal where the goalkeeper of, I believe it was Cremonese, uh, spiked. The water bottles of um, his own teammates, Didn't so they would lose the game due to needing to pay off gambling debts. Uh-huh. Amazing. Didn't, Basically, didn't got, Maradona? Didn't Maradona and Argentina do that? Didn't they spike the Brazilian players' drinks? Oh, they admitted to it afterwards. I do not know that. In in, in 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 a World Cup, I'm sure that's a thing. Listeners, if you know, wouldn't, write in. Wouldn't oh. put it beyond them. Uh, my favorite Man one. Marking podcast is, at gmail dot com. Let us know. No, what about that story? Just before you move on. Instead of poisoning your teammates, you're the goalie. Just let <laughs> one in. There's like a much less sinister way to go about that. Rather so than convoluted, is killing people. <laughs> yeah, I've just poisoned. Why are the other players collapsing on the pitch? No, we- it was it was worse than that. Like one of them was driving home and was like, "I feel really lethargic and ill." And like he almost. Why, gen- did, why did his mind jump to that? He almost genuinely like caused like proper road traffic. If only I was the goalie. I know. Amazing. Oh, Honestly, uh, my favourite one is, though, um, 2013, <laughs> Plateau United uh, versus Police Machine. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you've heard about this one before. Is this one where it was like 45-0 or so, something? So, Johnny, let me just talk you, you through you, it. What are the teams? Plateau United. Their season just came to a halt. <laughs> and this, is, and this, is, this is where he fixed the coup at this game. <laughs> He's my favourite um, Greek philosopher, him. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'll read you through it. So on, yeah, yeah, with yeah. with a, a spot on the line to earn promotion to Nigeria's professional ranks, the equation was simple for the two clubs who entered the final match day of 2013 <laughs> in contention. Better the other's result. With Plateau United feeders holding a seven-nil half-time lead in their match with a Kerber FC and fellow promotion hopefuls, Police Machine. Six goals to good against Babiaro FC. I think there is a link there. Celestine Babiaro. Um, all hell broke loose <laughs> as they both went on an unprecedented second half scoring spree. And it genuinely is unprecedented. The feeders feasted on an astonishing, <laughs> on a, on an astonishing <laughs> They'll do that. 72 second half goals to a mere 79 nil winners. While the machine couldn't quite match that pace, only managing a 67 nil victory. One. <laughs> 
One player scored 11 goals, another chalked up three own goals, and at one point there were four net ripplers who scored within a minute. Net ripplers? Just think about how excited you were about 10 nil earlier today, Ant. Fuck me. 67, Imagine 79. that player, oh, I've got this player coming over, he scored 105 goals in 20 <laughs> games, and then realising it's because they're all allowed in. He's, uh, a right, he's a right net ripple of this isn't one. Isn't that the thing in Nigeria, though, that you always win at home and you always lose away? It could be. I, mean, I, I, I wonder why. A, I remember somebody <laughs> telling me that, that essentially it's so rife. Um, the feed is one promotion, obviously. They got the better result. Yeah. You know, that's fair and square. But, they were just more hungry but, for but, it. But, yeah. But, but unfortunately... Didn't take long for the authorities to act with with the Nigerian FA banning all four clubs. And Even called the it, police ca- called machines it or whatever they're called? Yeah. Aren't they police the machines? How mad is that? And there's, there's like loads of exa- like different examples. I actually think it's hard to score that many goals. Yeah, even even if the other team's trying to let it yeah. happen, I, like think about it. If you're going to score, how many goals is it in the second half? Sixty, no, seventy-two or something. Seventy-two for one team. So yeah. it's like a goal every like more than a minute. Yeah, it's like a goal every like forty seconds you know or something. Kid, how like, is that even possible? You know when you were a kid and you score and the ball bounces out and you hit it in, you go ah, two nil. <laughs> goal and, <laughs> and another the one. Ref, the ref was just giving it. <laughs> yeah, on, mate, so. You may as well. <laughs> it's like you know when you're playing and you're like. Oh, th- we're getting battered. Do we my, have to take it all the way back to the middle to kick it up? Nah, just, oh, God, it's another one. My problem is with this is that, I mean, there's a few, is that if you're the team that you surely know that this is going on in both teams, so one of you just stops and just gains promotion anyway because the other team will get kicked out. Yeah, but... You know I, what I mean? Yeah, like, but similar to... Yeah. Why would you not do Similar that? to spiking your whole team, I don't think too much thought process no, has no, gone into that. No, no, no. But there's there's a lot of other examples. Obviously, so we, the Italian match fixing as well, like a few years back. Are and, we um, yeah. are we expecting a a replay of this game then? Of the South Africa game? Yeah. I don't know. There's that precedent there. If they can prove it, then then absolutely there will be a replay. I mean, that penalty is not a penalty. The only thing I would say about it because I heard people talking about it before I saw the video. Mm. And I was expecting something a lot worse than what I actually saw. Like, it's bad. Like, it's a terrible decision. But I feel like I've seen penalties given for worse than that in Tramia games. Like, do you remember the one that we got given against away at Wickham when the player was about 14 yards outside the box? Do you remember that one? I remember it at Chester. And I remember the one away at Harrogate the other week where literally nothing happened. Well, maybe we're going wrong. Like, maybe we should just sign petitions and see if we can get them replayed. I mean, I'm all up for that, mate. I sign all the petitions, mate. Stick it to the man. Anonymous. Don't want them coming round my gaff. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. It's it's amazing. Yeah, incredible. Um, Something sort of slightly more serious um, in the world of international football. We saw this week. Obviously, England qualified for the World Cup, which is going to take place there. Ghana boys. If you don't know, uh, actually, going to be next winter. Um, Jeff Winter uh, in Qatar. No, the boys. Um, and Connor Cody came out and kind of spoke on behalf of the uh, of the England squad. The one thing I will say about this before we move on to to the actual story, I thought it was a bit presumptuous of Connor Cody to assume he'd be in the squad. Well, maybe maybe that's a thing. Maybe what we'll do is we'll say Connor Cody, Tammy Abraham, uh, Ben Foster. They're all they're all not going to play. They're boycotting it, and we'll be like, oh, that's so good of them. And then, but they won't get the game anyway. Yeah, exactly. Get a few more views on Ben Foster's uh, YouTube channel. Have yeah. you ever seen uh, Connor Cody where he is quite presumptuous about getting the man of the match? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah, yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, so Connor Cody came out, spoke on behalf of the squad, basically saying, look, now they've qualified for Qatar. They'll go away and they'll do a little, you know, a bit of research, a bit of reading. They'll discuss between themselves what their kind of stance is going to be yeah. when they get to the tournament. 
with regards to human rights and the rights of the migrant workers over there and the conditions and all those type of things. Denmark have been quite forward thinking with the way that they've gone about it. They've already kind of said that they're going to spend, you know, they're going to be... No, Denmark have said it as well. Denmark have qualified, haven't they? So Denmark was saying that they're basically going to use the opportunity to highlight and try and do as much as they possibly can whilst they're over there to raise awareness about it. And I think it's interesting, really, because I was thinking about it and and I heard someone was talking, I was thinking... Would it be good if they boycotted it? How would we feel about that? Well, I was reading this, I think it was a journalist called Daniel Story, and he was basically yeah, yeah. saying it's it's a bit of a lose lose situation because if you come out now and do and say something, people will go, "Well, it's gesture politics." It's gesture politics. Yeah. If you don't do anything, people go, "Why haven't you said anything?" Mm. And if you actually boycott it, everyone be fuming. So it's kind of like England have got a. I've got to highlight it, probably similar to what Denmark are doing, but the reality is there likely isn't any action. So at one point it looked like Norway had said if we qualify, we're seriously considering not playing. Mm. They've already voted on that and they will play if they qualify. So they're, got, they're out anyway. I thought they got to the playoffs. No, no, gone. Oh, fair enough. But they, There's no way they're going to qualify now. They actually voted to play if they qualified anyway. Yeah. So the team who was most sort of vocal about it was always mm. going to play. So I do think that if you're going to speak out on the issues this England team speaking out on, you've probably got to speak out at this. Oh, well, I, I, th- I think the, I, I think they will as well. I think whatever they do will be consi- well yeah. considered. And I think um, if you do go, then all you can do is try and shed as much light on it as possible mm. and make sure it's in the eye. The only issue is it will become probably a, a bit muddied by the media influences because it's all right, it's all well and good us saying or Marcus Rashford or someone coming out and saying something, but the likelihood is that there'll be sort of politics within the media who will censor some of it, I imagine. I don't know. I don't... I, see, the thing the, the thing is, what what is going to be interesting is going to be... I think it's incredibly unfair to expect footballers in that position to almost be the standard bearer for the quality of... Um, the treatment of migrant workers in that country, what that 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 should be the governing bodies who are doing that. Really, the oh, yeah. World Cup shouldn't be there. It should it shouldn't be, be befall on them. But what footballers at that level, and particularly the England team, have, have have clearly worked out in recent times, is that the weight of their voice on things is huge. They can make a genuine difference to sort of socio-economic issues as Marcus Rashford has demonstrated Raheem Sterling spoken really well about racism and 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 kind of those type of players have brought lots of these conversations to a point that politicians can't do that other people in the media can't do the celebrities of similar status probably can't do there's something about the position of elite footballers particularly in this country that is able to shine a light on things that other people just aren't able to do. And I think what the England team have demonstrated is is that they're very socially aware of these things and they're also willing to go, no, we're going to actually say, I'm not just, this is not just words. Like, we're going to actually put some meaning behind this. We're going to actually try and do something about this. And I think, again, you can't, I wouldn't expect it from them. I don't think they should be expected to do it. But I think the fact that they're willing to do it and see it almost as a part of their role. I mean, we spoke last night when we were talking about Gareth Southgate about the England manager's job being as much a politician's role as it is a football manager's role. 
the players almost see that themselves about what it is that they represent what are the ideals that they hold what are the things that we feel as though should be right about not only society but also about what football is for and we talk about football as being a really great vehicle for 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 you know things like mental health like we've done with, with this podcast and i think you know maybe it's a little bit trite to think that it can make such a difference in in that type of place but i think what we what the world you know who looks upon Qatar and thinks that this is just not on what's going on over there has an opportunity to do the fact that the world cup is in Qatar the fact that you've got an opportunity to go be in that country for four weeks yeah you will now have an opportunity to shed as much light on it and try and influence as much as possible. I mean, and so, as well, journalist access. Exactly, yeah. Which is huge. And 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 you, what you look at is as well is like so. Qatar passed um, a couple of laws, didn't they, last year in terms of trying to improve? Well, it was under quite big public pressure to try and improve the conditions for migrant workers. Now, Amnesty have come out and criticised them and saying that they're not really enforcing the laws particularly well and people are still being treated incredibly badly and, and you know and is, is it the kafala system is that what it's called I think the, so, yeah. where they they basically the 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 employers take their passports from them and in order for them to be able to leave they have to pay an extortion and oh, amount of money yeah. to change jobs and if they don't then they just get their like visas taken off them and they have to go back home to wherever it is that they've come from and these laws that were brought in were there to try and protect migrant workers a little bit better. They haven't been enforced particularly well. But those laws only got brought into place in the first place because there was huge pressure on Qatar because they've welcomed in the biggest sporting event on the planet into their back garden. And yeah. I think, you know, boycotting it, I think would be it would send an incredible statement. But I don't know if it would have any kind of legacy, if you know what I mean. Well, it's almost not the players' fault that FIFA decided yeah. that it's there. Yeah. And, some and it's, it's, it could be the biggest moment of their career. So they're getting punished for something FIFA have done. So I think you're right. I think it's a balance of making sure you speak out yeah. and using your platform. I think back to that platform thing, I think one of the reasons why football is so powerful is because when we talk about equality, a lot of the people people want to measure up to are probably, especially in this country, can't speak for other countries, or the demographic of the majority of people who watch football, hmm. which is that age range of men who a lot of people see as holding the power. So if you've got football as your platform, you kind of their crowd, their demographic is the people that yeah, people your think audience we want to be level with with predominantly in this country white males of a certain age, hmm. which I think is is reason it's so powerful. But yeah. um yeah, I think I think this England team, regardless of what they do, the fact they're even thinking about it and they're going to quite clearly formulate a plan and they'll be consistent from from the players to the coaching staff. I think that's important because 15 years ago, if this was happening, all the England players wouldn't have been briefed on it and they all would have been saying separate things. And yeah. I think that's... that's and they, they, they tried to messy. just shy away from it. But if, you've, if, you're, if you're all articulating it in your own way, but your underlying message is consistent... It's powerful as a collective. Yeah, of course I'm it is. I'm quite confident that Southgate and his boys will will get it right. They'll, they'll get criticised for something. You can't really please yeah. everyone. It's a difficult situation. I mean, you saw when they were taking the knee in the summer. Yeah. They were getting stick for that. And you, and so, as you say, that in a lot of ways it is a lose-lose situation yeah. for them. But I like the way that they go. They've addressed gonna, it early they, as well. Well, well exactly. They've, they've got on the front foot with it. And I also think it's good because... They go. We're going to get stick for this, but we we think it's the right thing to do. And I, and I think I think if you're going to get stick for something, at least get stick for something where you are trying to do the right thing from a from a sort of moralistic standpoint. I mean, it, it's probably you know it might not make any difference at all. They probably won't in the long you know in the long road. But for at least a period of time, there is a huge spotlight being shone on the conditions of migrant workers in that part of the world. 
in what is just akin to modern slavery. And I think now we're looking at it and going, we wouldn't, we certainly wouldn't be having this conversation with the World Cup, not in Qatar. And we're all having this conversation the same way, you know, uh, uh, it's a slightly different thing, but with the stuff in Saudi Arabia, with, with Newcastle, I think it, it, uh, it brings it to an attention for people. And yeah. I think it then becomes incumbent on us to at least raise it as, a, as an important topic and not get distracted purely by people kicking the ball on the goal. But, I mean, they will. They will get distracted. That's the aim of its sports yeah. motion, isn't it? I, I, I don't know. I do see the similarities between the Newcastle situation and this. It's it's difficult. I, I, I kind of think... I don't really agree with the, you know, highlighting it or change things. I don't, I think it's just really mm. far-fetched. I mean, Gary Neville tried to say the same thing about Saudi Arabia, but Newcastle haven't come out and said anything. None think, of the players, I'm sorry. But, but I think the difference is, is that I know, they've come yeah. here, whereas, whereas they, everyone's going there. So we're in I the... We're, I think in, it almost uh, embarrasses them into changes. Yeah, to a degree. I agree. Because they want the, what, what Qatar wants, they want to be... They want to be accepted by the Western world. That's what they want. Yeah, so we're being westernised in the culture and the food. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. I agree with you, Pop, that there may be zero impact if you did a social study on it. But you can't go there and not do anything in case there is an impact, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Like you've got to at least try and start moving and getting the momentum behind it. And then no, hopefully... No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Because I'm so just... much more sports but can you, ima- you, there, you so... couldn't imagine these conversations taking place 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, if, if the if the World Cup was taken, I mean, the World Cup bid for Qatar was won in like 2009 or something yeah. like that. One of the reasons to get away with it is because they're closed to everyone. Yeah. But when you start opening the world up to come to your your home for, I mean, they do it now with race car driving. They're doing it with uh, boxing. Stuff boxing. Like they're doing the Maradona game. We touched on. I think they're looking at preseason friendly. So the more you start letting more and more people in, the more you naturally, I think, have to dilute. The things that people are uncomfortable I th- with. I think what you what you would hope is that what comes with this level of exposure is also a, a higher level of scrutiny. Absolutely. But I, I agree with I, I do I do agree with your skepticism and well not because we've had it for for a number of years. It's you know Russia still do the same things they do. Brazil are doing even worse things than they do, and it hasn't changed anything. I, I don't really understand how. I understand that. I think it's great that they're going to go over there mm. and they're going to make a statement. And I don't think any football team should have to boycott that because it's not not their fault. No, it's exactly. Com- yeah. And you're completely right. It's not really. To be honest, the Premier League should have blocked that move, like for for Saudi Arabia, hundred percent should have. Yeah, if all of those top leagues, if the, you know, the Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, all got together and went, we're not, this we're not stopping. Brand, and it isn't their brand because they're so so behind the Black Lives Matter and the the, the equality, the LGBT plus community, and it's like. I, I agree, but you're mm. trying to have both both things here. You, you you want really successful clubs because it makes your yeah. coefficient better and you get more money and it makes your TV deals better, but then you're also trying to play the other side and be like, oh, no, we're really caring. So it's really difficult. I I, I agree that do the do the, the you know movements and, and whatever. I think it's really difficult. I think there's a difference between Newcastle's players not doing anything because I think that would be really difficult for them to do. Mm. Whereas it because it's an England team, it's not really. I mean, they're called up. It's a, it's a collection of players that are brought together. It's not their contracts, so I think that's that's a. I'd say that's quite important to make. Yeah, it is. But but I think so I do think it gives them a bit more freedom. But I think it would be very easy for the England team to oh, just not do anything. Yeah, I think it would be very. Yeah. Easy. But what I think and they're in, very much in Southgate's image there. We're just oh, going, massively. Actually, do you know what? This this the FA's got a terrible reputation with for all this thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, they took fucking forever to sort John Terry out. Yeah. 
and you know. But and this it, is what I mean about and, 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 you, so, you, so to change that. He knows that. Like, this, that's fine. All of that stuff and that context of what I am football it, was like was not that long ago. Do you know I, what I mean? I, and I think I, I am skeptical of it though. I do. I do still fear it is a bit sport. It, it's it's still sport. What I think. Yeah, well, of course it is. But mm. but I think what what you what's what I think is interesting is is that okay. Well, we know that's what they're doing. So where the where you have an opportunity to be able to almost turn it against them. So what they want is we'll have the World Cup yet, right? And everyone will think we're boss because we'll put a really nice World Cup and have dead nice big stadiums and stuff. But maybe you go, okay, well we know this is happening. So rather than just being, you know, just going along with it all and just nodding along like like a bunch of nodding dogs, be like. No, actually, no. If you want us to come and play it, then we're going to tell you exactly well, yeah, what you're doing. And, and, to and be I think fair, so. They're probably I the think... only sport who does it. I mean, obviously, you get like Lewis Hamilton. I was just talking to you about that before. Yeah. His helmet, it says, you know, it's got the flag on and love is love. That's fantastic, brilliant. And it's probably quite dangerous from Lewis Hamilton as well. Mm-hmm. But it does certainly raise the eyebrows. He's the fucking best driver, one of the best drivers in there. Yeah. I mean, the cricketers have just had a T20 World Cup in, in, in the UAE. And it's like, well, I, I don't quite know how, how they're human rights thing is but I imagine it's not too far away mm. nothing was really said there it was kind of accepted and it's never really been brought up and so yeah you know, there should be a lot of credit given to football yeah. and certainly countries but I think it's easier at an international level rather than a club level it, oh it, it is from like a, a Newcastle because to be essentially criticising their own employers at that point yeah you just get shipped out yeah but I, but I do think there is I think it is really admirable that, that footballers feel as though but we've been given a pla- a unique platform and we have a unique voice. So it's incumbent on us to try and make the world a better place if we can. How, 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 so obviously we speak about footballers. How do the, how do the fans kind of go about this? Well, do you know, do you know what's interesting? Because obviously we've had these conversations recently and we were saying we were quite, I mean, we were quite harsh I'll, on them at times. I will be I interested to see how many people actually go out there England. because um, there's no hotels in Doha. All of the stadiums are within 45 minutes of Doha. That's how they've designed it. Hmm. If you go on Booking.com now and try to book a hotel in Doha, there is no no hotels They'll available. Just build them now. I mean, the World Cup final is going to be in a city that didn't exist when they won the bid. That's I mean, that's that, mad life. Pretty incredible, but I yeah, can't, but it's I can't 12 imagine, months away. I can't imagine some white Portsmouth hooligan being held up by his feet over there like we were at the last <laughs> World Cup. But I think. Um, I think what probably needs to happen is maybe the, the the countries who regularly qualify get together and need to make some form of stand against yeah, co- FIFA. Yeah, make it coherent as but well. make a coherent message over there about, yeah. about it all. And maybe it'll be like, we don't speak to certain local press or we don't do this or that. I don't know what they'll do, but I think they need to almost rise up to FIFA a bit yeah. and be like, actually, maybe it could be something daft like, we're not going to do our national anthems before kickoff. I'm not saying that. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying yeah, something where we go something as a symbolic, collective. Yeah. We can all do this, yeah. or we'll do the lineups and we'll have a play with each team in each. I'd like, be really happy if we didn't do our like actual anthem. We've got the it's worst terrible, anthem. Terrible, but just swear it off. Like the, at the moment, they're going to the suggesting, and I can't see it not happening. World Cups every two years, which we've t- discussed. I mean, yeah. We need to get into that, but it'd be nice if if like if we don't want that, the countries come together and go, we're not playing in it. Yeah. Do you know something for the future and they go actually give us the power because really I think if you're going to decide on who hosts the World Cup shouldn't it be decided by FIFA should get like should be like a, a, a non-biased board who looks at everybody's but proposal I don't, and goes I don't necessarily think there's an issue with I think that's what it was meant to be and yeah I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's an issue <laughs> with there being seen, seen the list of people who decide on Qatar and it was like 
two were dead and the rest were in prison, basically. Yeah, it was like, I know. But it's still going ahead. I know. It's like if you bought a building and it was done by dodgy contractors and all that, you wouldn't still go, okay, we're still going to open it. They're all in prison for fraud, <laughs> but they've spent the money now, so... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen what impact uh, it has, but yeah. I think it's... I think it is... I just find it kind of at least, you know, at least somebody, at least they're trying to do something. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's 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 interesting that we now in a world where footballers have gone. No, actually, what what? And also, people are kind of coming around to the fact that these footballers are very intelligent, erudite young men who are socially interested in the things that are going on around them, mm. and are trying to do something about it where other people aren't, who probably should know better. I feel sorry for the pubs. Because the World Cup's always summer and the beer gardens are full. It's going to be freezing in this country when the World Cup's on. Imagine that. How cold are you going to be with a big pint of beer falling ha- on your head? Harry Kane scores mulled wine in the air <laughs> and scolds themselves. Your cinnamon sticks everywhere. <laughs> it's shit, isn't it? Like that, like they earn so much money, the pubs. It's, it's, I don't, I'm just going to watch it though. I, I quite like the idea of it being in the winter. Pure, nah, I'm not into it, mate. Big coat I, I, on, I do, slipping on ice. Are Trammy still going to be playing? No, yeah. there's... Uh, no, we are, aren't they? The Premier League are breaking. Yeah. yeah, Premier League are breaking for um, five Champ- weeks. Is championship, it? unless Leo Connor gets called up, we've got everybody <laughs> available, haven't we? And I think I was going to say I do think it's difficult for the fans as well. Again, you're putting that moral quandary of oh, should I support this or not? Yeah. And it, it's horrible. It's not great because all you want to do is watch some fellas kick a ball around and put it. Oh in yeah, you, it, it's supposed to be escapism, and 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 you're being put in a position where it's not escapism. You're having to make some kind of moral judgment over your hobby. Which is which is obviously really Trump difficult. We were playing in England. The, we were playing at home on a Tuesday in England. We're playing. What would you do? Just stick it on like your phone whilst Trammy play. I'd be. I. I. It would. It would depend. On what the manner of the game? Like surely, was, surely they're gonna try. Oh, they won't. Yeah, they don't tra- care. They don't Trammy care. Are playing, at, playing at home to Stevenage. We're fourteenth in the league. We're on. A, we've not scored in eight games. No, I'm watching a Trammy game. <laughs> get, get. Give me more of this. Uh, anyway, anyway, we'll move on to our final story. One player who will be hoping to get on that plane to Qatar. One man who has represented England at a tournament in the past. One man who has scored for England at a tournament in the past. And he's made a big move. He's hoping to fire his way back into contention. It's Andy Carroll. Don't he's get, back. Don't get it. He's back. Where's he been? He's just a free agent. And he's back. No, but where, where did he go? Uh, 80s. <laughs> it makes no sense. These clubs always do this, where it's like, oh, we're under a soft transfer embargo. We haven't got many players, got an injury crisis. Let's sign a really injury-prone player. <laughs> Let's get Jack Rodwell in. Let's get Andy Carroll in. Whose knee's falling off? Jack Wilshire, get him in. Yeah, it's like... How about you? That's just, what I mean. Next. Why don't you get someone really robust who like play three hundred games for you in four years? <laughs> but I mean, if they can get him fit, he's at that. No, level. but they can't. They can't. No I one's been able to I get him fit. Trying to play devil's advocate. I just. <laughs> I, I, uh, how many crosses do you think Redden are going to be putting in the box oh, now? Crossing from goal kicks. <laughs> <laughs> is right. Is he going to be fit before he that contract runs out? Well, no, he's been, well. See what what's really interesting is his contract expires in the middle of January, so he's clearly gone. I scored a few goals here, get a little bit of move back to the Prem. Who's he stink of in the Prem? Uh, Everton. The reeks of Everton. He'll be uh, Gerard's first signing at Villa. Oh, imagine that. Uh, are you going to sign uh, Andy Carroll? Yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 what do you think of the move, Andy? You're a big Andy Carroll fan, aren't you? I, yeah, I am. I, I look, I like Andy Carroll. 
I really do. And he has his own fault since the injuries. I don't really understand the short term. It's kind of to the end of the season. But, so he's on a but, pay as you play, I but think. But they have just been done. Doc, six points as well, haven't they? So mm. that's a bit like. Bit of a setback in their promotion yeah. push. I don't, don't, don't understand it. <laughs> that's, not how they, that's not how they play football. They don't mix it in the box. Yeah, but he's not going to be playing, so it's fine. But I don't get I know what a prime fully fit Andy Carroll was a joy to watch. Oh, he was, yeah. Absolute yeah. bully. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. His hat-trick against Man City was good. The I goal don't... for England against Sweden was super. The plans were not stay fit, though, because... He's just not got the... It's, it's his, he's, he's heavy and tall. and like a, But he looks like a, like a Greek god. Like he's yeah, but like imagine... He's really fast wingers who wants his hamstrings gone. He's no, but gone. It's, it's... Imagine the pressure on his joints every time he lands. Just go to Holland and Barrett and get some of them multivits. <laughs> I reckon he needs pure takeaway, mate. That's why. Needs pure calcium. He's always landing on his feet, isn't he? From Landon Donovan. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'd absolutely love him to go in and just bang pure goals in in the championship and get a little rogue move. Thing is, though, if if he's fit and you've got a little John Swift whipping the balls in. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Can't wait to just keep checking flash goals. Swift Carol, playing off the knockdowns. Swift assist. Yeah. yeah. Up to Carroll, knock it down, Swift. Yeah. Straight in. Great signing for Christmas, isn't it? A Carol. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll take a quick break and then we'll wrap up in part three with a quick ride aboard the merry-go-round. My name's Rob Warner. Welcome to Man Marking. We're asking, where's the talking, lads? Welcome back to part three. And you're gonna you're gonna hop on. Who's been who's been hopping on and hopping off? The merry-go-round. We 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 discussed the sort of you know how does the merry-go-round work last week, and I, I, you know I'm still confused, but I'm sure you can uh, you can tell us what's been what's been going on on that in that part of the world, mate. Uh, well, Adam Hurry said it was the merry-go-round this week, so I'm quite happy. Yeah, um, he's obviously a listener. Yeah, clearly uh, he the won't be he, he won't be in a hurry yeah, to well, get in touch. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, the merry-go-round. Uh, Stephen Gerrard finally fully confirmed as being aboard the merry-go-round. Hundred percent, definitely. Uh, Barnsley went to Sweden and brought themselves back a, a flat pack manager. Um, <laughs> I was going to play a flat pack for. <laughs> uh, Poya Ashbagi has been hired. Yeah. Uh, Dean Smith. He'll be uh, he'll be getting them to do well with the meatballs. Yep, excellent. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Cheers, Dean Smith managed to managed to fly when himself they, to Norwich. When they inevitably have a game go to penalties, will he be hoping to go with the ABBA system? Do you remember the old A? Oh, do the next, do the next one, do, do the next do one, the ne- <laughs> do the next one. Keep going. Yeah, Dean Smith's gone to Norwich. He's gone to Norwich. He's flew in there to try and save them. To save the Canaries. Yeah, there we go. If you send Dean Smith down a mine, what happens? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Let's find out. Do you he'll that's go, where he he'll is he'll right go now. to Wharf with them, though, won't he? What? <laughs> Canary Wharf. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Are you uh, fucking laughing at that one? I don't know. I just did. <laughs> He'll go to war. It's the way he tells him. Um, and Giovanni Brambon Coast. It's not. Plus, they've got war paint as a sponsor. Oh, the don't Canary give, don't, oh, don't give me so that. Good, yeah, so and Giovanni Brambon Coast has uh, answered Rangers call of any former player. Can they come and help us manage this team? Uh, so he's uh, got himself there. And I think that's... It's a two-Van Bronckhorst race that they're up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of it. And it's, um, it's still going on, still kicking around at a well, phenomenal it's, pace. It's this time of the year, really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and uh, Keith Hill went to Scunthorpe uh, for a bit of purpose. Purpose. For a purpose and passion. You know, it's, a, it's a local club. It's a local For local people. Got to understand. You know, got to set the players up with purpose and, and I'm a passion. Pl- you know, and I, 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 
It speaks for itself, my record. Uh, anyone who's ever heard Keith Hill speak would probably go, oh my God, that he's in a room. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, no, they'll go, who are they doing there? Because <laughs> yeah, fuck me, that's all he said. Who no, are you, um, knowledge bomb was the w- best. We, we spoke a few weeks back uh, before the merry-go-round got sort of fully into action about who we thought would be aboard the merry-go-round. Uh, have you got any, any? Have you got any tips? Any? 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 You know? Any thoughts on who might be next aboard? And because you know, you're obviously keeping a keen eye on that on that merry-go-round. You know, you need to keep the, uh, you know, the mechanisms greased. Uh, there's a few teams struggling in League One. Yeah, they're going to get rid soon. It's Christmas, Sheffield Wednesday, maybe oh, they got battered in the week, didn't they? I, I really know. I yeah. don't. I don't know about that. They quite like Darren Moore, don't they? I think he's okay at that level. Big club though. Yeah, but they're not doing very well. No, uh, Doncaster. I don't know if they've already sacked their manager, but they're doing terrible as well. So. Uh, Richie Wellens. Yeah. Is he gone? I don't know. Or was it Grant McCann? Oh, it could be any of them. Uh, Dar- uh, Darren McAntony awarded uh, Darren Ferguson a new three-year deal at Peterborough. That's fine. They're getting spanked every week, though, aren't they? I think they, I think they, they might stay up. You know, in a, in, in a way, because oh, everyone else will lose points. Around. That's what I'm thinking. All you've got to do is not get points deducted in the championship, and you'll stay up. Yeah, true. Little shout out to uh, Oscar Tabarez as well, the Uruguay gaffer. Been there 15 years and eight months. 221 matches, the longest current record. That is an Oscar-worthy um, performance. Which is just over 23 matches more than Jacob Lowe from Germany. So wow. impressive, That's pretty impressive. good. Did uh, Oscar once scratch his nuts and smell them on the telly? I don't know. <laughs> He's probably has, hasn't uh, he? <laughs> he may have done. Well, that's what Yegi loved, yeah, didn't I he? Know. I know, but I don't watch Uruguay enough to know if he scratches his Coming nuts. Coming at me with half a story here, and Right. Uh, uh, so the Premier League, <laughs> I, I, I think there's a... There's, They've kind of made the changes now, haven't they? Ollie? I, I, I don't know. How long yeah, will he no, be at the wheel? But he's always going to be there. No, I think he goes... Who are they playing? In January, if they don't. Well, it's no, just, it's December. It's just said don't. that you're going to see a reaction, and fuck me, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, you know There'll be a reaction in a minute. His reaction is like that weak parent who's like, if I count to three, yeah, yeah. two, two and a half, <laughs> two and three quarters. <laughs> All right, you can have the Capri Sun. What do we think of uh, Bielsa, Leeds? Oh, he's fine. Is he fine? You know what? He'll get off on a strop. He'll get sacked. That's what he'll I mean. Just one day he'll do. Just he'll have a letter. That's gone, what I mean. Gone. I think. Will his translator still be there? They're not doing well. I like his translator. I mean, to be fair, they're not doing well compared to what. Still learning enough. They're not doing well compared to what he did last year. But like, I mean, they're still. Imagine the translator got a translator. That's how it worked. I mean, they're free. So he got the gaffer's job, and they had to get a new translator yeah. in. Because wouldn't they? They still look pretty comfortable. They'll be the fine. Terrible, They'll be fine. Newcastle are in there, uh, and someone who, who's recently come aboard the merry-go-rounds got COVID. Eddie Howe. What if he? What if he lost like his first six? Eddie Howe. Do you reckon this regime would just be like <laughs> you're gone? I think it's a really difficult like squad for him to manage. I know like his his, his old mates today like Fraser and, and, and Wilson. And He's really not mates with those people. Him and Ryan Fraser the massive falling out. Oh, That's why they? Ryan Fraser left, didn't he? Uh, right, okay. But he's no, made I thought the other he two. went money hunting. Ryan Fraser's linked with Arsenal. And he was, he was, his agent was going around call, grand call, week, calling man. everyone, and Eddie Howe was basically like, "Right, well, you can fuck off then." And then Ryan Fraser <laughs> went, "I will I to will. Newcastle, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going." See you later. Do you think he'll keep him up? No, mm, no. Unless, unless he goes on like 
No, a bit of a run now. Wins like four out of six, and then they just plug away. But Who, you got to you got to think about. There's got to be three teams worse than them. Well, uh, so yeah, you, I don't you know what Norwich. Is. Yeah, but Norwich, Dean Smith in there now. Brentford are starting to struggle, but they'll bank on Brentford being really bad. Do you think? Yeah. But it's the, who's the other team that's going to be worse than them? But this doesn't really solve anything because Newcastle have to win games. So Southampton, maybe. We we tipped Southampton to go down, didn't we? In 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 the predictions, I don't know. I, I just I just kind of think with Newcastle, I just look at it and I just go. I get as always, you're a Callum Wilson injury away from not scoring any goals they're, ever. They're, they're, this this is such an obvious thing to say, but when you make as bad as a starter they have, it's very easy to go. Oh, they're only six points or they're only eight points, whatever yeah. it is. But when you think about it, it requires them to win. They've got to win about ten out of like twenty eight, which is like top eight form. They've got it. You Probably. got it. What, what you've like? That's a really good point you made there. Because you think about it, you're like they're only five points off it, and you think, yeah, but they're five points off the teams you've also been shit. Yeah, like they're five points off like Leeds, and Leeds have been fucking dreadful. And it's like, oh, they're only five points behind. Yeah, but it's like the five points behind fucking Man City, and they're conceding like two goals a game, and they can't score. The only thing is. He's not going to come in and play as negatively as... No, of course not. And they're, they're like that. I mean, like, you know, there's a plan, there's a philosophy. I just don't know whether... I, to be honest, I don't you, even know you're if you're going to get... The, I don't think you'll get that out of that squad. Five, I don't think the squad's the very five good. Points, Do you want my prediction? The five points from in, safety in after 11 games. Um, they're on five points. Say you need 35 to stay up. That's 30 points from your last 27 games. So 30 points out of 27. Although you think... Well, 30 points out of 81 points. So you need... You, yeah, you need... It's quite... It's, it's a lot more than it seems because I think it, you need... You need to win about a third of your games. Eight, eight wins and maybe six draws. Yeah. But then you think you've probably still got to play the top six all again. Well, you have some of them twice. Yeah. Do you want my prediction? Yeah, go on. Yeah, he go doesn't on. make the end of the season. Really? Yeah, doesn't oh, make the end. gets chucked off. I think it goes really badly. Oh, God. Really badly. Well, it's already gone badly. He's got COVID. And well, yeah. He's not even... Yeah, he won't be around to train the team for the Arsenal game. And he he's obviously not there at the moment. The Arsenal game? Yeah. That mean, that's not who they're playing this weekend. Playing them next week, so he's he's out next week as well. Oh, who are they playing this week? And they are playing... Because Villa are playing uh, Brighton, aren't they? Mm. They're playing Brentford at home. <laughs> Big and that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he would have loved to have been there and got off to a good... T- Do you know what? They'll probably be Brentford in that. Brent that puts Brentford on 12 points and Newcastle on 8, so... Burnley as well. We haven't mentioned down there. Yeah, but Burnley, like, they do find a way. they'll be fine. It'll know, all be yeah, fine for them. You, you always, I don't feel they've been playing badly. But Southampton haven't been playing badly. I know they've not been amazing. I feel like, like I quite like Southampton's I like team. Southampton. That I feel like they've got a better. Liberenta they've all got really a better good. manager. I just think those are those teams have got better well, managers. It's funny this because the Hazel playbook. Yeah, it's funny this because um, obviously our, our good friend Matty Whitaker has. Newcastle fan Matty yeah, Whittaker famously criticised Eddie Howe for a long time but like obviously like you have just said coming in at least he plays football and you're like well, okay <laughs> it's now seen as a saviour and I'm thinking I don't know whether he's that he literally hasn't had I mean the only other job he's had outside of Bournemouth was Burnley, Burnley and it didn't go that well but then maybe Burnley's one of them things where it's like they haven't had a lot they were of in managers. a bit of a funny period then they haven't Burnley, had a lot of managers they? recently they've, they've stuck with one and I know Dyke is really good but they stuck with Owen Coyle for a while as well I sort of think with Eddie Howe part of the problem is going to be that I just I, I just don't I don't buy it all I just don't I don't buy the whole Eddie Howe thing I just don't I don't think he's a bad manager per se I think in the right situation he's a good manager and I don't think this is this the right situation this is what I'll say about him though 
do you know I said before if they win like four out of six or something like that the fixtures are Brentford then Arsenal then Norwich then Burnley then Leicester so haven't they got could, a really horrible run after that though yeah Liverpool City United Everton but, if, but this is what we're saying if like if they lose Brentford, if they don't do well in this run and then they go into that run you could easily be six seven games in and have picked up a point or two points the thing points. is as well though the Brentford Norwich and Burnley games are all at home so if you take nine points from there Give yourself hell of a chance. My, my worry. Yeah, but that's like twice as many points as they've got in like yeah. the first yeah, but I don't like think eleven. You can compare now <laughs> to to then because you look at it and you go, the more everyone's there's a bit of a buzz there now. The my, money, yeah. the new manager, yeah, maybe my, football my raises be, expectations. Yeah. Though my worry be them the goals of the season because and that they don't score either. Well, it's not that. I mean, if you don't score, at least don't concede as many as you're doing. Do you know because what, because it makes that. you harder to beat. They don't look hard to beat, and they, I would say that their defenders are probably, I mean, outside of Saint Maximum, probably like look the better players. Like it's, it's, the, defensively, they should be good. Yeah, in in the and previous really, few seasons, it's really, yeah. really eye opening to go. Hang on, they're they're shipping these. Like they they're just it's like confetti. Yeah, because that's the in. thing that they've actually conceded twenty four, the second most in the league after Norwich. They've scored twelve, scored more than Norwich, Burnley, same as Watford. More than Leeds, more than Southampton. Yeah, but none of those more teams. Than are, none of those more teams. More than Wolves. More than, more than Tottenham. Wolves the same and, as yeah. Brighton in seventh. Only one less than Arsenal in fifth. It's a massive like, issue. It's at actually the bar. not terrible for goals. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. And I'm not sure, Eddie. I don't know whether you, if you play with the ball a bit more, you, you would concede less. Just don't play well, nine I, defenders like Steve but, Bruce but, and Graham Jones. That everyone's a defender yeah. apart from Callum Wilson in the goalie. Well, I was. I, was, I, was, I mean, I was. I think it was uh, it was about social, wasn't it? When it was like, I don't know why he put three at the back. It just makes it even worse for people to defend. They don't know where they go. Well, the other thing <laughs> as well is that somebody said about England in the summer. All of our, all of our, like the worst players in our squad are defenders. So don't play more of them. Yeah, play less of them. Play less of them. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got more bad players on the pitch. Anyway, I think uh, you know we could t- sit here and talk about Newcastle all night. To be honest, well, with you, it's, it'll it's be just fa- the Premier League is quite fascinating this year. I mean, you've got a lot of different narratives and a lot of different stories. Football in general is quite fun, there's a lot there's fun, a, fun to watch again. It, as it, well. You know, we all hibernated and had a weird yeah. eighteen months, and uh, you, know, you know the fun's back. I agree. The fun is back, uh, chaps. And that's probably about time for us to wrap up. Thanks to you, the listener, again. Apologies for the slightly later show, but you know it's now a, a Friday night or a Saturday morning, and you're enjoying this. Maybe a little glass of red wine. Ooh. In a Saturday morning, <laughs> what a way to start the day. Do you not have a red wine with your, with your breakfast? No, I put I instead of putting milk in my cereal, I put red wine in. That sounds good. Bit of Merlot. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, red wine Saturday morning. Oh, no, thanks. No. White. You're, you're a bit lighter touching us at the morning. And a push, mate, if we're talking alcohol, maybe a bit of Bailey's and some, like, coffee or something. Nice. A bit of whiskey nice. and coffee, but nice. unless I'm on holiday, I'm hopefully not drinking in the morning. <laughs> yeah, this is taking a weird turn, isn't it? <laughs> drinking in the morning. Uh, chaps, I'm going to wrap us up there. We're, uh, we're going to come back on Monday with, uh, with another interview from our archive. Now, last week, we featured an interview with former footballer Jordan Cranston or current footballer Jordan Cranston oh, yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. Solly Olmo's left back yeah. Jordan Cranston uh, that was because it was his birthday it's Luke Chadwick's birthday this week oh is it I think he's 41 he said you wouldn't believe it but I'm 41 it doesn't look a day over 41 <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to uh, put us our archive episode this week to celebrate his birthday Luke Chadwick what a lovely one yeah Premier sure. League winner Luke Chadwick Good lad. Good lad. Uh, yeah, and then we'll be back again on Friday with the Friday Football Show. 
this time it'll actually be in, in, on the Friday morning. Um, well, I mean, I hope. I was hoping that this time as well. But, you know, <laughs> best laid plans and all that. Uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter. Handle is at marking underscore man. Or you can drop us an email, manmarkingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You can run, you can hide, you can run, you can hide, you can hide.